Hello, and welcome to the TwoCast. Today's going to be a little bit of a different episode. I interview my best friend Trevor about his experience through the fires in 2017. His house burned down, and he's going to talk a little bit about that experience and the adjustment period that's happened over the course of the last year. This is in collaboration with a group called Project Phoenix. You can find them on Instagram at It's Project Phoenix. I'm a part of the group. I do a lot of the marketing and different stuff for them. Feel free to check us out on Instagram. But for now, I encourage you to listen and just sit back and hear Trevor's story. McCormick, and this is... Hi, I'm Trevor Wofford. And we are interviewing Trevor Wofford for Project Phoenix, uh, Project Red Hue. Um, and we are going to just kind of talk about uh, Trevor's experience through the fires and different things that he will uh, tell us about in future and post and pre um, of the event, um, of the wildfires of 2017 in October. Um, so... With that, uh, Trevor, do you want to say anything before we get started um, to listeners or uh, the people who will be reading this post eventually? Um, I'd say the main thing is uh, to, like, if, if you know someone or, or it happens to you someday of, like, someone that goes through the fire or a fire, um, that people's reactions are different to losing things um but i think eventually all comes to the same place of like you kind of realize that like things will eventually get better it doesn't really feel like that but like i know for me as as time went on my reactions to the fire changed very drastically um like just the whole process of getting over it so it's like um so if anybody you know is like really negatively affected like be there for them but also give them time to like get their own stuff in order because I know for a while after I was very to myself uh but we could probably get into that later during the interview process so anyway that's just my little initial cool piece yeah that's really good to hear uh I appreciate that Trevor um so we'll just jump right into it. So how was your experience with a fire? Um, just start with like some background information, that sort of thing. Um, what were you experiencing that night? Uh, just kind of give us the rundown of your story. All right. Um, so that night, um, basically, I so I work late nights. Uh, and I had gotten off from work that night at about 12 o'clock, uh, 12 in the morning. And we'd kind of known, we'd known that there was a fire going on but we weren't really sure where it was or I was told, I was told like multiple things. Somebody told me it was like in Windsor and I was like, Oh man, that sucks. Like, (laughs) like when you, you, before you experience a fire, you just like, you hear about a fire and you're just like, Oh man, that's, that's unfortunate. But you don't really think about like what's actually happening. Um, like houses are burning, people are losing things like, um, but there was like 
there was literal like ash raining from the sky and i just remember going man it must be really bad and, and i remember too the winds were really strong so i just thought oh the wind's carrying it all the way over here which in small part it was but i think also the fire was getting closer but that didn't really click to me so i just went home like normal um couldn't fall asleep because i don't really fall asleep super fast after getting home from work that late um, i'm usually up for a little while um, and we could just, and my parents were awake too, actually, cause they were, I think they were watching the news or something, but, uh, we just, I just, mainly the wind was just so strong. We were like, wow, this is like crazy. Um, and then at around, I would say like 150, maybe, maybe even two, uh, my sister called us cause she lives closer to, so we live in the coffee park area, uh, or we lived, <laughs> uh, and she lives kind of closer to where the freeway is, which is where the fire like eventually crossed over. Um, because she woke up smelling smoke, so she was kind of freaking out because she's a little paranoid, which turned out to be a good thing, I guess. Uh, but she sent my brother-in-law to kind of drive up and down the road to see like what's up. So he founds out, found out, oh, it just crossed the freeway. It's kind of heading this direction. So she called us. We were like, she's like, you have to evacuate. And we were like, what? So, because we didn't, like, when you hear that there's a fire, you never think it's going to be your house, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's <laughs> another thing for maybe people for the fire to realize. Like, if you ever get an evacuation notice, like, take it seriously, just in case. You never know with fires. Uh, but anyway, back to, so we were like, okay, we're going to evacuate. I just grabbed, like, I grabbed a backpack. I grabbed my laptop because it was just sitting on the table. And then I grabbed some water bottles and some food. Because I didn't think, like, oh, we're going to lose our house. I was just like, oh, maybe we won't be home for a bit. So I just grabbed some stuff like that. Um, we went outside. I was like, I'm going to ring on the neighbor's doorbells just to make sure. So I went over to the neighbor's, and my dad went to the other side. <laughs> I rang on the door, knocked a couple times. They opened the door. <laughs> uh, it was my neighbor. He's just standing there in, like, box of shorts. And he's just like, what's up? He's really tired. And I was just like, oh, yeah, there's an evacuation notice, uh, just a heads up. And he's like, oh, really? Okay. So they woke up because they were completely asleep. So mm -hmm. that was actually really good that we went over and checked. Um, but so I get in my car, head out. It was actually pretty orderly, like people driving away. I think I got out fairly early-ish. Yeah, that was before um, it started to get really chaotic, Before people started getting yeah. really worried. This was um, at around 2 a.m., you said? This was probably... Probably at that point, like 2.10. Okay. Because we were already more or less, like, I was still wearing my work clothes. Right. But I just changed into some comfortable clothes. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so I, I got out. It was fairly orderly. I was actually kind of surprised. I was like, wow, people are taking this pretty well. Uh, my parents got out a bit later They because they went to check on my aunt who lives nearby. Gotcha. So they got out. So they kind of were telling me that the traffic started getting kind of, not frantic, but it was definitely, like, taking longer to get places. Yeah. Um, I drove out to my grandma's who lives in Sebastopol. Uh, I got there first. I actually just fell asleep. I was, I was just really tired. So I was just like, okay, fell asleep. And then, uh, <laughs> I woke up the next morning, like on the couch and my sister's sitting there and she's completely crying. She, her whole face is tears. And I was like, what's up? And she's like, your house is gone. And I did not believe her at all. I completely was just like, what are you talking about? And then she said it a couple more times and I was like, 
it was just a big i don't know it it it, it took a second i guess yeah. i gotta say it's just it's hard to imagine because i lived there my whole life yeah so it was like it's the main house that i've known like i've i mean right. i've obviously like gone to other places but that's always been like home yeah uh so imagining that not being there took definitely took a while to kind of sink in yeah um so that was basically so that's basically the the night of and then the next morning and that was basically spent just kind of sitting there like my parents didn't want me to go out driving anywhere because everything was still kind of uncertain right um so i was just home that full day and uh i got kind of stir crazy i definitely say i started really getting like i want to get out of here like i want to go out and do something like it was it was very weird i felt i remember feeling very caged in yeah uh just being at like not even just the fact that it's like like house being gone was one thing Mm -hmm. but it was another thing being told okay we're we're fairly safe here but you can't can't leave leave. you can't get in your car you can't drive anywhere you can't can't go see your girlfriend tell her you're okay like you can call her yeah but you can't like go see anybody was sucky anyway so it was really hard to get a hold of people yeah but yeah so it was just i just remember just feeling so just trapped yeah uh and and it was it was weird because it's like my family's there like it's not like it's not like i was just alone but it still was just so i don't even feel a little twitchy right now just thinking about that feeling it was just very confining i guess yeah um the day after that i remember we finally were able to leave so we went to (laughs) we went to walmart and uh bought some clothes because we had no clothes yeah uh i was literally wearing the same like shirt and 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 uh like joggers yeah (laughs) my one pair of joggers that made it out of the fire yeah because i decided to wear them uh but i was wearing that and i just went to there and i just remember you don't really realize like I don't know. It's it's weird because we, like you don't feel the smoke like on you. Right. But when you don't like I don't know cuz I hadn't I hadn't taken a shower either. Yeah. I just basically so like I remember I we went bought the clothes. I just bought some cheap stuff cuz I was like I don't know how what we're going to get from here. Yeah. So I just bought a couple of things, went home, took a shower, changed, and I I remember cuz I wanted to see so I took a picture beforehand and after. Yeah. And like after I just felt so much better, like washing all the smoke off and just yeah. like putting on a change of clothes, I was like, okay, maybe it's it's gonna be all right. Yeah. Just trying to like, <laughs> trying to have some fun with it, I like put my hair up or whatever. Yeah. Um. But so that definitely was a moment of like, okay, things are gonna change eventually, right? Yeah. Um. And then the rest of the time that was basically spent because we were there at my grandma's for a pretty substantial time right i remember coming to visit you Mm -hmm. uh because at first we were there because we're just like we're not really sure where the fire's going right it just seemed to last forever right um it was like okay we wake up fire's still going smoke's still everywhere we're just like okay another day goes by another day goes by another day goes by finally we got to the point where it was like the smoke's actually clear. Like, you can see the sky again. Yeah. Which that was actually really, like, I don't know. It felt it felt good to see blue sky again. Yeah. I mean, we had... Was recent... that the first week? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was, like, 
two weeks. It, it felt, yeah. to me, it felt, it felt really, really long. long. I don't know yeah. exactly the time frame, but yeah. I mean, I remember the, okay, then the fires just happened here recently again, the yeah. campfire that just happened. Yeah. And we got hit with all the smoke. Same, I had the exact, I flashed back totally. Yeah. I had the exact same feelings PTSD. of just like, yeah. not even just like that, but just like the whole, just seeing the sky completely gray all the yeah. time and just like, I don't know, like looking out the window right now and seeing the sky being blue again is just, it's, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good to see the air cleared up and to know that their fire is, is contained and yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's my initial burst of reactions like right after and during mm-hmm. um is that like answer the question I yeah guess. i, I think just want to make sure okay. um so our, our follow-up question is to that is like how was the adjustment process so like in the weeks and months following what was that like mm-hmm. um you could maybe talk about moving or uh you can talk about um because i don't know how long you stayed at your grandmother's house for stayed there for like a month right yeah we stayed there for month month and a half yeah um so yeah so outside that initial weeks that i was talking about we stayed there for a decent while longer um but we were like we have to find a place just because right like we don't like live and work in sebastopol right so it was like we were having a commute yeah we were like like i would be like okay i had to like figure out like okay i gotta get to the jc i gotta like leave like 20 minutes earlier than i used to and then like same thing for work so we eventually moved um we were trying to find a place finally they found one my parents were like so it's it's a one-bedroom apartment uh and i was like yeah it's fine like anything to kind of get back into santa rosa and back into areas that i'm familiar with i guess uh so we move it's a one-bedroom apartment they have the bedroom i'm out in the living room yeah i remember coming Um, to visit you yeah yeah uh fairly tiny place but it 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 was nice it wasn't like it wasn't just like a little hole in the wall like it was a it was a it was a nice little apartment um but it was definitely an adjustment yeah um because going from like i don't know like having my own space to being like okay so you're gonna unfold the bed and then i remember my dad was always like make sure to fold your bed back up we need the couch and i was just like that's my bed (laughs) uh (laughs) so uh, but yeah, so it's like having a fold out couch for a bed, like having your stuff kind of piled up in a corner, which thankfully I didn't have a lot of stuff at that point. So it wasn't everywhere, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just keeping the stuff in a pile. And then, um, I remember actually something that really helped me out was, um, my coworkers got together and they all chipped in and they bought me a playstation because mm. i remember because yeah, you're a huge you're, you're I'm, like I'm, my, one of my biggest gamer <laughs> friends i mean i'm into playing video games uh it helps me to like not stress out things like that um i just really enjoy doing it and uh i remember like i told i told my girlfriend i was like i, I just want to like buy one like <laughs> just want to get back to something familiar and she was like don't don't buy one yet because yeah. she she knew uh and I was like, <laughs> she was like, you don't buy one yet. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, I got to the point. I was like, all right, I'm just going to go. I'm just going. I like, she called me and she's like, where are you at? And I was like, I'm on the way to Best Buy. And she's like, no, 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 no. And then she, she had to tell me yeah. but they because they hadn't got it yet. So she, I was just like, oh, okay. And then they surprised me at work. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that definitely helped get things back to a sense of stability. Yeah. Um, 
and then so we moved there to the one bedroom and then uh maybe maybe like three four months later we moved into a two-bedroom apartment right um which that was a definite upgrade i had i had a room um it was in the same area though right? same apartment complex um just a different section right um which was nice too because it wasn't like got to readjust again to like a new area um it was close to where i work so that was a plus as well um but yeah so same basic area two-bedroom apartment it was kind of it was it was very interesting uh like because you you get into the new room and you look around it's just like blank walls yeah no real personal touches um and so and like my room at my my first home like my my main home i guess Mm -hmm. um like i had an older brother and an older sister and so that room was was me like i had my own stuff in there but like the base of the room like like the desk furniture like even the lamp is like a basketball lamp i don't really care about basketball yeah but it was like stuff that my brother had had um so it was all like hand-me-down so stuff. it it was hand-me-down stuff but it was also it, like you could just tell it was influenced by like my yeah. brother and my sister too um so it was very interesting having a room to decorate for the first time so that that helped me too to feel like more grounded because mm-hmm. at that point i had i had accumulated a few things um so like like i bought an overwatch poster i put it up like yeah. that felt cool like i was like this is my space yeah um, I had a couple of like little knickknacks because Christmas had passed, I think, by that time. Yeah, so this was four or five months after. This was yeah, families. yeah, so roughly yeah. four, yeah, three, four, five months after. Okay. Um, so yeah, Christmas had passed, so I'd had some gifts from friends. I was able to put stuff up. I had little like a little keychain. I put it up on my bedside table. Um, had a desk. <laughs> I uh, my boss got rid of a filing cabinet at work, and I borrowed a dolly and I wheeled it home. Right, because you lived right next to I live really close, yeah. but yeah, I remember it was like 12 at night, and I'm just like wheeling a dolly, <laughs> nice. like with a big <laughs> filing cabinet just in the middle of the night. I'm just like looking around, and I was just like, okay. This is probably the most mysterious thing <laughs> well, of all time. Well, it's like, I, I'm glad like I live close, and also yeah. it's like, there's no, like every once in a while I see like a homeless guy, but like, they're usually fine. Yeah. So I just remember, and I had to get it up, up stairs, my right? stairs, yeah. and it was like 12 in the morning. I'm like, I'm not going to wake up my dad yeah. to like help me. So I like grabbed the dolly and was just like pulling it up yeah. the stairs, like yanking it up there. And finally I got in my room and I was like, okay, now I got a filing cabinet. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even use a filing cabinet, but it was just, I don't know, just little things I could add to make little personal touches. Um, definitely helped make things feel more like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and help me kind of like find myself again, I guess. Yeah. Personal touches. And then um, fairly recently, actually, we did now again move um, into into like an actual like rental house. Because mm-hmm. um, the, the rebuild's taken longer than expected. Um, but I can get into that later. Um, but yeah, so we moved into a rental house. And this, this step has definitely been the most I've actually felt like comfortable. Yeah. Um, because now instead of like you're either in your room or you're in the living room you know with like a two-bedroom apartment um now like like i can actually like go to the kitchen and like make something without having to be like okay i gotta keep my little area or like i don't know like we have like a little garage now and like i can put stuff there and just it, it definitely feels like can actually kind of spread out a bit like and i remember too um 
I was very conscious about being in an apartment when we were there. Not like self-conscious, but just like, oh, we've got people around. Like I've got neighbors underneath me. Mm. So I was like very trying to like tiptoe around. I was trying to be a good neighbor, I guess. Yeah. Um, not, but... not like the upstairs neighbor. Yeah, I wasn't trying to be those people who were like stamping on the ground or like, woo, just like yell, playing loud music or whatever. But, um, but yeah, even even so, like, and I always too, because I get home so late. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm getting home at two in the morning, so I right. get in the door and it's like, I'm gonna make some noise. And I always like felt bad, like, man, I wonder how these people's sleep schedules is based on me getting home at two in the morning now. Mm-hmm. Um, but so definitely, it definitely was nice getting into a place where I didn't have to worry about other people being bothered. Um, so yeah, that was definitely, that was, that's definitely been a plus. Um, and so, yeah, so the rental house has been good. The rental houses, um, like how I said about making my own space with the room, yeah. that's now stretching to like the house. Yeah. Um, and so the, I, I, the progression has been nice. Um, so yeah, so that's basically the whole adjustment period from here to there in like a broad stroke yeah i appreciate that okay so we're gonna move on to our second like bit now um so in light of everything that's happened how do you see things differently uh since the fires um in terms of personal development you kind of started to touch on that maybe go into a little more depth about that um maybe you can talk about like your your school experience or your work experience how that's changed that sort of thing um yeah talk about you can talk about various different things okay um kind of how i said earlier about how your emotions kind of go through a process as well as the recovery process um so my my feelings that like i see in retrospect have also kind of changed and result to the fire but definitely the the first thing i realized after the fire happened was um just how much like just how much junk you accumulate Mm. over time um, and not even necessarily junk, like in terms of like physical junk, but just how much, like how much stuff you carry with you, um, throughout life. And then the thing about the fire is that like, when you, when you like lose all your things, you still, you realize like, you're like, I'm still here, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Um, you realize that like your possessions that like you've saved up for, like, been really excited about are just like things mm-hmm. um and so you get to the point where you're like oh okay so all that stuff's gone and you're like and i'm still more or less okay mm-hmm. like you you realize how like petty it is to be like oh man like i lost my my skateboard or like things yeah. like that um like at the same time like yeah you miss them yeah um but and I don't know if it's just, I mean, it might just be for me, but for me, it just felt like I was like, okay, like, yes, I lost a lot of things, but I also got like, was able to get rid of a lot of junk. Like mm-hmm. I thought about all the stuff that I wouldn't have to like sell in the garage sale or like yeah. clear out. So it was kind of, it was kind of interesting. I was trying to be positive. So I was like, it's a, it's a way to kind of start fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, that was definitely something that was like a positive light, I guess. Um that I was trying to keep with me. So I remember remember too, like my parents, um, afterwards they were like, don't buy like furniture or anything or like, don't buy like a lot of big stuff Mm -hmm. because when we move, 
then we don't have to move it with us. Right. And they're like, so we're going to kind of hold off on stuff until we actually get Get back. a permanent place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, so I definitely, realizing that you're, that things are less important, um, because like the, the good thing is like all my family that were affected, mm-hmm. we were all healthy. We were all alive. Yeah. We were all safe. Um, everybody we knew that got affected, like every, everybody that more or less, I think got out. Okay. I know there were a few people that, that passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't have the, the honor of knowing them. Yeah. Things like that. Um, but, but yeah, so we realized that like possessions don't really are a big deal. Um, also realizing that like how I said, not necessarily physical junk, but a lot of things that like, like hangups or, or just even like worrying about, I don't know. Like there was, it was a weird sense of being like, Oh, like a lot of stuff doesn't really matter as much as like just living. Like (laughs) there's, there's certain things that aren't like I, uh, because it happened, um, and I remember just, like, there was, I feel like there was things that I was stressing about prior that didn't even pop into my mind anymore. Mm. Um, what, like I'm, what are like, some of those things? Like, like I, I, the thing is, like, I can't even remember now. Like, I, okay. I remember, I know that I've, like, I had, like, because I was just, like, in school, like, I was working on stuff. I was like, oh, man, I got to get, like, grades and stuff. Yeah. And afterwards, I was just like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Like, it became very, a very minor deal. Um, okay. so it kind of puts into perspective, I guess, what's important and what's not. Yeah. Um, can I see the, the question again? Yeah, real of course. Quick? So it's wanna... right here to a, okay. And I'll edit this out so don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah. So just have I see some of this. Yeah. Um, it also, I also see school differently, um, which is, and not necessarily in a good way, um, unfortunately, due to the fires. So it happened in the middle of the semester. Yeah. R- or right or like near the like mid, yeah. yeah, like pretty much around midterms. Um, so after that, there was a very, there was a very long period where I was just like, I don't care about school right now. Yeah. Um, and even today, I'm still kind of like wrestling with like, I don't know, with just focusing on school, just, yeah. um, I don't know, because I don't feel like a tangible effect still. Like, I'm not just like, oh, I'm still suffering from the fires. No. Um, but I can just tell that in terms of, like... Your values have changed. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Like, I wasn't... Like, I was always a... I've always been, like, a, a fairly... A pretty good student. Yeah. Um, Like, working on homework has always been a challenge for me. But, like, <laughs> but like actually focusing on like going to class, like I never missed a day of class mm-hmm. before the fires. Mm-hmm. And like, since the fires, like I'll miss class like all the time mm-hmm. just cause like, I'll just be like, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. I work late. Like I don't want to get up. Um, so definitely, definitely that I think has changed me too. I think I, that might be one of those things I was stressing about prior. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I have to get this class on time. Like if I'm late, I would bigger, always feel, bigger, I would feel really, I, yeah, like I'd feel really bad. And then now I'm just like, if I miss class, it's it's okay, which isn't actually for all those people listening. Go to school, <laughs> but <laughs> something I'm working on is actually following my own advice. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, so definitely, uh, I think a lot. Like I said, a lot of things that feel very important 
which is important. Again, school is important, blah, blah, blah. But uh, yeah, so I, I think, I don't know, maybe I've chilled out a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You've relaxed on some things. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Let's move on to the <sighs> next part of the question. Um, so kind of going off of what you said about silver linings, what, what are some silver linings that keep you going <clears throat> through? Um, you mentioned kind of what helped you through the earlier days of post the fires. Um, but like, what are some of the silver linings a year, uh, in a year and a few months out now? Um, I mean, you kind of, you did talk about it a little bit, like not having to carry a lot of, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. luggage and stuff with you all the time. Um, but yeah, so like what, talk, talk about that a little bit more. Like what are some other silver linings in your life? Yeah. I definitely say the, the whole, like not having to worry about all your like like not having to worry about all your old junk mm-hmm. like being able to start fresh yeah definitely kind of it is it is and isn't a silver lining um because when i like i talked about earlier i wanted to address like after like when, when you go through a fire and you lose stuff there's a very long period afterwards where you'll forget that you lost something mm. like you'll be like <laughs> like i have it all the time it happens to my mom a lot too it still happens to my mom every once in a while mm. but basically it'll be like you'll see something and you're like i have the oh i don't like mm. <laughs> which is kind of the eternal punchline um of the fire i i didn't talk about this earlier but um i did then and still like like it happened so you like you feel like you can make jokes about it mm. um yeah I know. like humor, a lot of the people humor is a, is a coping mechanism like for you. everybody i know and talk to that lost their house we all just make like the worst like dark humor mm. like jokes about mm. the fire like i remember one of my my neighbors was like i'll just make sure you uh don't paint your next house burnt orange or ash gray like oh, man. <laughs> like things like that like it's not very funny yeah, but like but no i, I but you're it. still you're like trying to make light of yeah the, the sucky situation yeah um but yeah so so the the there's the ups and downs of like you you realize like you think you'll have something and then you'll be like oh no i don't like uh like i play Yu-Gi-Oh, uh and i'll be like like i'll see a thing and it's talking about this card and i was like oh i have that card and i was like oh no that's pre-fire cards mm-hmm. or like like i'll like i'll be like oh like someone like i'll be like oh i could ride my bike there and i was like oh i don't have a bike <laughs> like mm-hmm. like things like that yeah. it's just is interesting but back to the silver linings so silver linings yeah definitely is like starting fresh um is you get to see you definitely see the goodness in people mm-hmm. um there was a lot of people that that donated things or or like raised money and you really see that like when people come together people really can like do a lot um i just remember this it seemed like the support in coffee park was so so strong mm-hmm. um and in santa rosa in general but it just it seemed like everybody was really trying to band together and help each other out which was really nice actually um to see um i'd say <laughs> i mean for me it's definitely it's definitely been i think a growing opportunity in terms of like i get to have new experiences mm-hmm. um i mean at this point i've moved three times in the last year yeah in the last year Whereas before I never moved in my life. Mm-hmm. So I get to see like, oh, you got to like, really got to like pack up and move. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just like do some of it and then come yeah. back later. Um, like you actually have to like get down and you, you see all the things you have and mm-hmm. you like move it all. Um, 
which is also another like funny little progression thing. Cause it's like first time we moved, I grabbed like a bag with clothes. Yeah. Second time I grabbed like a bag and a box or two. Mm-hmm. And then this third time I had like pretty decent amount of boxes and I was like, mm-hmm. dang, I got a lot of stuff mm-hmm. now, which is kind of, we kind of good and bad. Like yeah. the whole, like now I've got all this junk to take over. Yeah. <laughs> like the junk comes back. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's another thing too, is you realize that like, I guess, so how I was saying that, like, possessions are fleeting, but it's, like, they also can come back very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, I remember you in particular, you let me borrow, like, your your your, your, uh, 3DS, your yeah. 3DS, which that was um, actually very helpful mm-hmm. right after when I was all stuck. Yeah, crazy. I mean, that was, two, that was two days after. I know, because mm-hmm. I remember I wanted to see you and, like, hear from you, because I remember we were texting that night when it mm-hmm. happened, and I was like, I don't know how Trevor's doing. And yeah. then I found out that your house burned down, and I was like, yeah. And just like, I'm like, and like my immediate thought was like, I'm not going to be playing video games for a while. I just gotta, you know, I'm going to be hanging out with family and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, Trevor needs something to blow off steam. <laughs> and I'm like, so. yeah, it was, it was very helpful. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so people like people donated clothes. Like you yeah. gave me some clothes. I've got clothes from other people. Um, I still have shirts in my closet actually that were donated mm-hmm. and some of like some of the shirts that I really like to wear actually were donations. Oh, that's nice. Um, I've got this random like brewing company shirt that mm. like I don't drink at all, mm-hmm. but I just think it's a cool little shirt. It's a mm. little devil on the front. I don't know. I just I like it. And there's other stuff, um, like pairs of sweatpants. Like all my sweatpants are donated, mm. um, and I've got like a f- I've got a few pairs. But it's like every time I wear those, like oh, they're donated. And like it's weird because I've got so I've got one shirt and one pair of pants that are from before the fire. Mm. So it's like I put those on and I'm like, well, this is it's a very interesting contrast. Mm. Um, I guess. Um, the new versus the old yeah um but yeah so silver lining seeing the best in people realizing that like possessions go away but they come back like mm-hmm. I, like my co-workers bought the ps4 for me like right. that was very very nice of them you didn't have a uh, ps4 before that did no you? i did oh you did i did okay. um it wasn't as good as oh, the new one gotcha. uh the new one had like double the memory which was kind of it was very nice um but yeah so i think those are my real three things is like seeing the goodness of people being able to like kind of re- feeling your yourself recovering is also yeah. very nice and then realizing that while possessions may go away they they will come back and you can rebuild um not necessarily like all the memories you might have had right but it's it's nice to be able to form new memories yeah. i guess um yeah um i kind of want to ask about that like what uh kind of so i've talked to you a lot about your experience personally but i haven't heard much from you know your family i haven't talked to your mom or dad about it mm-hmm. too much um how how has the adjustment as a family been um because that's very different because i know they've owned the house even longer yeah than you've yeah been part of their lives mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah you want to talk about that a little bit more yeah um and i i can't speak like 100 percent for them right but i do know that like like my mom for a long time after talked about like she had like fire brain she called it mm. um like she was she would she got very forgetful mm-hmm. and was like mm-hmm. would like be doing something and be like what am i like and then yeah. be like oh i'm doing this or like forget that she left something kind of and still like the oh i have this oh no i don't have this yeah. like things like that um so she she's she's adjusted i feel like um she she really got heavy into work because mm-hmm. she works at a school so she works with kids and i think that helped her re-settle down into like that was normal for her yeah it's like she's she she loves helping kids teaching mm-hmm. like helping out um 
<laughs> she did she got a new job at the same school mm-hmm. but so that also is like another like thing that's new mm-hmm. that she can then like put new time into and um so she gets home she gets home later than she used to mm-hmm. but i think she really enjoys her job right now and she's working in like i think that's her main coping mechanism mm-hmm. um for my my dad my dad's kind of a funny guy uh he's um he kind of like i love him to pieces mm-hmm. he keeps to himself kind yeah. of um like i i think the fires happened and he's he's not very like emotional yeah. So I think he he weathered it very well actually. Mm-hmm. Um so like for him the main stresses were like and my mom too. Like they both were like okay, how do we like how do we deal with like the rebuild and like mm-hmm. dealing with all the dealing with all like the adult life stresses that luckily they kind of spared me from. Like I didn't have to like talk to a contractor and mm-hmm. figure out like yeah. what we're going to do and the and insurance stuff. and all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so they, they definitely had a lot on their plates for, a, for a very actually long time following mm-hmm. the fire. Um, cause also too, we were, we were, we were fairly close to paying off our home at yeah. that point. Um, and we have, I some, remember so, mentioning that cause we had just paid off our house mm-hmm. right before the fires happened, mm-hmm. like a week or two before. Yeah. And then I had mentioned it to you. Mm-hmm. And so, and so the, where my grandma lives, this like building in Sebastopol. Yeah. Um, my, my parents own that as well. Um, and they were very close to paying that off. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't want to have the fires happen and then suddenly like need to like take a loan out to finish paying off. The, like they were like, okay, we need to really kind of save and figure out yeah. how we're going to finish paying this off because once we do finish paying this off like i don't know it's, it's suddenly we have this, this income again to yeah. be able to put to it so it's like so they had a, they had a lot to deal with but um i think definitely they they're feeling like i i think the new house helps too yeah because i remember when we were in the apartments yeah so i would come home and like if i turn the light on their bedroom like even if they had the door closed like my mom's a very light sleeper like i would yeah. wake her up so like I think now they're like they're sleeping a lot better yeah. like it's not as cold in the new place because their bedroom's upstairs in your new now their right? bedroom's upstairs yeah. and i'm on the ground floor so now yeah. when i come in i can just go right into my room i can leave the light on i'll be fine like yeah. it doesn't bother them um and so i th- i think being able to like have settled a majority of like how we're going to rebuild and like how we're going to pay taxes or or things like that i think they've they've finally kind of settled back into it and my dad a lot will um my dad's kind of gone back into his old routines. Like mm-hmm. he'll come home, he'll watch crime scene shows. Yeah, yeah, that's very your dad. <laughs> yeah, it's very. He's yeah. yeah. Um, he likes what he likes, cool. to say the least. Um, but yeah, so I think I think they're finally kind of getting back into it. So we've all kind of like relaxed into mm-hmm. kind of our former lives. But yeah, there's definitely there's definitely small changes. But we're we've kind of gone back to how we have been. Yeah, um, more or less. So right here. Um, Jovita, who's, she's in the room with us, uh, 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 she wrote down this question, what would you tell your old self, um, pre-fires, um, you know, like, what to expect, like, things they should grab, or, you know, that sort of thing, like, what, what would you tell Trevor in 2017 of October, (laughs) or earlier, earlier Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I've had that thought, for sure, uh, I think I think my first initial thought 
uh, if like I was going to grab something is because of all the things that I have, um, majority of it could be replaced Mm -hmm. and the things that did matter have been replaced. Um, which actually is another interesting note is that all of the stuff that I had before the fire, I didn't care to, like, I didn't feel like I needed to replace. Gotcha. Like I replaced the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, I have a TV in my room again, but like, like I didn't, I wasn't like, I need to scour the globe for another Game Boy. Yeah. I mean, I love my Game Boy, but it was like, I don't need this. Yeah. Um, like a lot of my books that I had that I'd love to pieces. Like I was just like, I don't need to, like, I don't need to go yeah. buy Harry Potter again. Yeah. Like I've read it a million times at this yeah. point. Um, so certain things like that, like, uh, and like, I remember cause too, we had to make like a fire list. Mm. Um, which that was a little interesting thing. Cause we had to do it for, for like, insurance. Ins- for like insurance. Yeah. So I was trying to write down all the things that I owned. Yeah. Um, and you realize like, there's a lot of things that you don't like, you're like, I don't even know all the things I have. Like, yeah. And so, like I said about junk, like, like the list I had was like a page and a half, mm-hmm. but it was mostly like video games and books that I had, yeah. and like like stuff in my closet. There was like a ton of stuff in there that I was like, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so yeah. So the, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um. Oh, so telling myself, yeah, again. Uh. So like the first, the the main thing that I thought of that I couldn't replace. Um, was like Yu-Gi-Oh cards, yeah, because that was like a collection That's that I something, yeah, you really amassed enjoy, over time. Yeah. Um, like it feels petty, but I I feel like I would tell myself to grab that if I could. Yeah, grab your box. <laughs> um, I'd actually leave my laptop and grab my Yu-Gi-Oh cards yeah. at this point. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, it's I remember funny. I remember you were thinking about buying a new laptop anyways around that time. Yeah, 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 because my my previous laptop was kind of slowing down, getting its age. But anyway, so yeah, so I'd grab, I guess. The Hugo cards. It's it sounds so lame when yeah, I say no, it out loud, yeah. uh, but it's something that had sentimental. Value yeah, to that was the yeah. main thing. Is it's like time was put into this collected. Like I remember yeah. when I lost my first tooth. That was when I got my first pack of Hugo cards. Gotcha. The tooth fairy. Yeah. Big air quotes on that one. <laughs> left a, the very first ever Yu Gi Oh pack under my pillow. Oh, that's. Which awesome. I think is actually really funny. That's I didn't really realize cool. it was like the initial. It was like the Legend of Blue Eyes pack. That's like. I remember opening it. And okay. I still remember my first card from it, and yeah. I've since gotten that i (laughs) i went and found that initial original card because that card was very iconic to me it's it's the lamest card in the world it's like not good at all it's not like iconic in Yu-Gi-Oh. it's just the first card i had so um but anyway so yeah i would tell myself to grab that um i would tell myself to uh i would i would definitely tell myself that it gets better Mm -hmm. that's the thing that people always say but you don't always believe Mm mm-hmm um like and you know it in like the back of your head you're like it's gonna get better eventually um but it's kind of hard to see in certain points yeah um so i just tell myself to kind of keep keep at it uh don't just like give up or like don't just like flounder because i feel like there were a few points where i kind of would just like i don't know just like really waste my time just like not do anything yeah not worry but like not work on homework or just anything like that i would tell myself to 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 keep going at school Mm because i I, i've totally lost time because of that not just like the time spent out of school there but like motivations and things like that yeah um uh and i would tell myself to to try and evaluate what's important in life then um 
because it really does feel like two different halves in my lives. Like mm -hmm. it's like everything after and everything before. Yeah. Um, oh, and another thing uh, to grab is grab things that like have value outside of what they are. Mm. Um, I realized something that I'd never even thought about before was like grabbing like a yearbook. Mm. Like a yearbook's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but people write in it right yeah and so those messages are very interesting to look back on um and like since the fire my mom was able to like get yearbooks from from schools mm -hmm. and so it's like i can look back at them but like but i open i open the i open the cover and it's just like blank yeah and that's very very weird yeah. and it's and i want i wonder because i know a lot of it's just fluff yeah and that was written previously but i know every once in a while like i'll see something i'll be like oh like i would yeah. have had that memory so things that have sentimental value end up having the most value i think gotcha um so yeah so like grabbing yearbooks grabbing like family pictures and mm -hmm. stuff like i remember my aunt was really devastated because she like right. she collects photos and tries to make like photo albums and she lost like a like a lot of them mm. um which is really hard on her because yeah. it's like she put so much time into it um but yeah so sentimental items i think have a weird, very strange place in our hearts but they they have that place nonetheless um like they end up like I like in terms of like monetary value, mm -hmm. the stuff that was the most expensive, like my like my like my TV or yeah or or just things like that. Like I I'm like, OK, yeah. <laughs> I lost the TV like yeah. we can get another TV. It's like like a PlayStation. Like I just got another PlayStation. I got yeah. games again. Like like, yeah, it was cool to get them, but it wasn't like like I they burned up and then I just got new ones. Like yeah. it's not like it's oh my school. god. Like yeah. or there was games that I'm like I put so much like I thought I would be all devastated. I was like I put so much time into this like and then I just got the new PlayStation. I was just like yeah, just yeah. Like the fun part was playing the game, not yeah. earning anything. Yeah. So but things like like I said like yearbooks or family pictures or even just like even just like drawings or like old yeah. artwork or something yeah. that you had when you were a kid like even if you didn't look at it on a daily basis just knowing it was there to pull it out and be like oh hey yeah like, i look at this like history that i'm holding yeah um i would say to grab stuff like that um yeah i think that's the main advice i think i think if i like there's certain things that i feel like i could tell myself but i think experiencing it was the only way for me to really learn that mm -hmm. lesson like i said like i was saying to like like not worry about certain things like it's very hard to just tell somebody that yeah and i feel like if i like i feel like if i was told that i was going to go through a fire back then i wouldn't know what that really means yeah um it's it's very hard to describe the whole the feelings you feel throughout it um because again it's unique to every person like you're like okay like i know some people it's like like we at least had a place to go yeah when we when we were like gone and then like house was gone so we were like okay we're there mm -hmm. um but like some people like evacuated to like a shelter yeah. or like things like that so it's like their experience could be so wildly different mm -hmm. that i don't take anybody's like story for granted like i don't just go like oh they probably were like similar yeah like um like i got a friend at work so like she lost her home and they rented it but the lady who owned it was like she was very old and she's like so when i pass away i'm just gonna give this to you guys mm -hmm. um but then, like, the house burned down. Yeah. So the lady, so it's not like, I can give you the, the yeah. land it gives on. It's like, no, I have to, like, they rebuilt. And so now they're, like, in a totally different place. Yeah. And so, like, 
like for them it's not like they can just rebuild like people who rented their home like they can't just rebuild, rebuild. and just get that rental necessarily right um like we at least like owned our house or we're about to but so it's like we can rebuild and go back to that spot right someday um <laughs> i'm very interested to see how it's different because i it's going to be weird being back in my neighborhood but yeah. everything being different yeah uh I actually haven't even talked about going to see the the location. Have you not been um, there yet? No, I yeah. no I have. I've yeah. been to where my house was. Um I kind of if if I can I almost want I want to talk about that for a quick second. Yeah, go for it. Um I totally forgot that when I was talking about like the post fire yeah. stuff. Um my parents didn't let me go. They didn't want me to see it necessarily right away. Mm-hmm. Um but I was like really like I really wanted to see it. I was like I want to see what's happening. Um so we had to go, you have to like drive down and get like approved to drive through. Right. I and remember then, there was a blockade with police. Yeah, they didn't, there. they didn't, cause there was, there was looters, which yeah. is, oh man, that, that really riled me up. Yeah. I was like, they're going to loot through people's burnt belongings. Yeah. And like the houses that aren't burnt because people are evacuated. They're, they're, there's really people who are going to try and steal at this yeah. time. Like that really. I heard like, those were a lot of people from out of town. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear of a lot of people doing it that were from this yeah. area. I heard it was people from out yeah. of the area. Like I, how I said earlier, like the goodness of people. You see, like yeah. some of the worst parts of people, which that was that was really rough. I remember feeling so angry about that. Mm. Um, but so we got the pass. We were able to get in there. Um, something very strange about a fire is you don't really think about is you you realize that fire takes away color mm. from life. Um, because you drive into, like, and there, since, like, everything in the area is burned, it's not just, like, 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 when you see a house burned down, you don't, like, go, oh, like, you see it, and you're just, like, oh, man, like, there's, like, wood, like, But there's burnt still, wood. like, some sort of formation There's, like, some stuff. stuff. Yeah. Like, there, it was so hot that, like, basically just about Nothing everything was, was everything gone. was eradicated, yeah. So, the landscape just becomes a lot of, like, mainly, like, semi-burnt metal. Right. Ash everywhere. All the trees are like blackened and because they'll cut down the trees that are yeah. burnt because in case they don't like break. So it's like a bunch of stumps. Um, everything's gray and brown. Um, basically, everything looks like it's either ash or rust. Yeah. That's how it everything looks like no man's land. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can and you and another thing is what was weird is you realize how small certain areas are mm-hmm. because like. I don't know, like, I, I was driving on the street, I actually missed my turn. Yeah. Because you don't have, like, the familiar familiar landmarks, but yeah. you're just like, oh, I'm, like, really close, actually, to, yeah. like, where, like, I don't know, like, you, like, I remember, because, like, everything's burned down, so you could see how far things actually are. Yeah. So it's, like, from my house, I could see, like, probably, like, a two-minute walk away was Coffee Park, if I just, yeah. like, walked through, like, right. where houses were. Yeah. But normally, that's, like like five six minute drive yeah so it's just like oh the distance is really like small actually um but it's like you notice how flat the land is like you can just see forever because there's no houses blocking the way anymore um but yeah you go and then there's also there's also these weird fire creations that you've never seen anywhere else so there's like fused glass Mm -hmm. things like that and then just like like i said like bits of metal and you'll see things that you're like what even was that like uh I remember taking some of that stuff from my grandfather's house that burned down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cause I was so fascinated by it and I wanted yeah. it as a sort of a reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and just like holding on to that stuff yeah really yeah. weird fused glass looks really weird it looks like a green it's, gem it's like there's all these weird yeah. colors like there's there's not a lot of colors but like the, the glass is like one of the few things that has colors um anything that was metal that still survived always is very strange like there was like a bathtub on the side of our house yeah and my my parents took a video i saw that bathtub i started laughing yeah. it was so weird i don't yeah. know why that was like the next day after the second two days after right. and i was just like laughing so hard at this bathtub because it was the second floor bathtub yeah that was on its side on the ground floor it was the weirdest and i like afterwards i was like why did i just laugh at that like that's not good but at the same time i was like okay at least maybe that's a maybe a healthy response i don't know yeah but uh yeah so i just remember everything's just so gray and brown and uh and that's when everything's still there and so i remember then they they had their like they were like okay we're all gonna we're gonna get all this junk out of here like they had people hauled away yeah. uh and then everything's just very flat yeah it's just like all the the, the ashes like pushed into the dirt um so you, it's just very you're like it's very empty here um and driving back out of where the fire happens you go from that to the point that the fire like stopped yeah and like you see houses start popping up again it's like whoa yeah. like it's a whole like um because i i remember i was driving back so after they had cleared everything everything's still gray but like all the trash and stuff is gone yeah driving back to like the divide you go through it and it's not just like it's not like a a slow change it's very sudden yeah so it's like you go from gray and suddenly it's just like oh it's business as usual yeah for the rest of the town more or less yeah um so that was very interesting um like the whole ch the whole change like i said earlier mainly it was mainly just like the color disappears fire kills color yeah um which was i don't know like the thing i never would have expected ever yeah and i like i, I like that i thought like you're gonna be like oh you're gonna see like like burnt wood or yeah things like that but it's like nothing um yeah i guess so yeah i just wanted to touch on that because that was a yeah. very interesting thing that i remember noticing that's really good to hear mm -hmm. um yeah i didn't I didn't really know that about that. I think we have, like, a couple more questions. We were on... What were we on again? What were you... Oh, no. What would you tell your old self? Okay, so, yeah. yeah. So, I was basically wrapping that up. So, yeah. yeah. That's pretty much what I tell my old self. Yeah. Um. So, this is to people that are listening to this that want to help those um, here and even more in, like, Butte County, Paradise City, uh, Woodleaf, L.A. area. Um, what would you tell people that want to donate or want to help? Uh, what's the best methods or what's the most valuable kind of gifts people can give? Um, I think immediately following the fire, um, like essentials. So like clothes is a big thing. Um, like I got a pair of work shoes, at a donation like that really helped out. Um, but that tapers off very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't really necessarily know that at least for us, like, we had clothes we had like way more clothes than we needed mm -hmm. like there's there was a lot of clothes that like i ended up just like redonating because <laughs> like you you get so many people like coming to give you stuff that you're just like okay I, like i i don't need certain things yeah like I've, I've i've i have a full closet now yeah uh but after that after that it gets kind of spotty because people need different things um and so uh a main thing that like you can donate is is not necessarily like being with them, but being available to be with them mm -hmm. if they need it. Um, like just being open, even just to like, just to talk to them or just to like, 
or even just to be there, like not even just talk, but just like be there as a person. Um, because some people like, like I, I didn't talk about it for a while after. Yeah. Um, I remember it's hard to get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. And so, it, yeah. And so like, I remember like I, I didn't like really want to go <laughs> ironic coming from like, I need to get out of this house to like, I don't want to go anywhere. Uh, but so yeah, so it's like your, your emotions very fluctuate very rapidly, mm-hmm. I think throughout the days. So like eventually you stabilize and that's when you like, that's when you're like, okay, you're like, I'm ready to hang out with people again. But just knowing that the option is there, I think is good. Mm-hmm. Um, donate like and it sounds lame but it's like donating money is very nice because then you can they can figure out like they can use it for what they need mm-hmm. as opposed to like oh thanks for the crock pot like yeah. <laughs> like things like that um so yeah I, and i think yeah so i'd say close initially um outside of that maybe if you know there's something that they they really used to like um like maybe take take somebody out for lunch one day or um or like if they had a book they loved maybe like that like little personal touches end up being very nice Mm -hmm. um like i remember christmas being afterwards was was very interesting because it's like yeah what was that like uh i mean it was it was interesting too because it's like people people that that was kind of as the donations were were starting to die down a bit Mm -hmm. um so it's like you got you got things that that was when people started doing kind of more like personal touches yeah. like Lisette got me like a t-shirt but also like stuff related to things i'm interested in like right. some overwatch figurines and like yeah. i don't know just like my friend like my one buddy got me like a water bottle uh like an overwatch water bottle and i was like that's cool but i'm not really into water bottles and yeah. then i ended up taking a trip and that water bottle was like so useful mm. i used it every single day like yeah. filling it up and i was just like whoa <laughs> like that's some foresight like i yeah. did not think uh, pause um, for a second. The I've known Trevor my entire life, and for the longest time, <laughs> Trevor carried around a assortment of empty Gatorade bottles and yeah. filled those up with water all yeah, the time. So yeah. if you're using an actual water bottle, it makes you laugh. <laughs> yeah, we would like recycle Gatorade bottles and just like fill them up, yeah. which that's actually we we stopped doing, which is very which that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was unique. I, yeah. I, I, I like it. Yeah. Well, it, it was it was better. They yeah. like they hold more water. Yeah. I don't know. There was something about it that like tasted better. I don't <laughs> Anyways, know. I back, back to that's, I guess saying. that's another free fire thing yeah. that maybe I've lost. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, so we would like do that. So yeah, so getting the new water bottle was very useful. Like little things you'll find are useful that mm-hmm. you didn't think about before. Um, so yeah, like, so that was that basically. Yeah, so it's it's hard to necessarily say a definite thing to donate, but yeah, yeah. I'd say close definitely for the first day, and then after that, if you're not sure, just money or, or time. Yeah, um, is nice. That's good to hear. Appreciate that. Thanks for that input, Trevor. Um, and then if there's one thing you could say any to anyone going through what you've experienced through the fires, what would you say? Um, referring back to the past and that sort of thing, like what what would you say in that regard? Um, like to people in Butte County and Thousand Oaks and stuff like that right now. Um, and so I kind of said it a bit before, but I would say is mainly to just, even though it doesn't feel like it, that things will get better. And that's one of those pieces of advice that you hear a million times, but you hear it a million times because it is true. Um, so to kind of, um, not to rush yourself too, mm-hmm. not to like, cause when people say it gets better, in your head you go okay so i have to just be okay 
it's not it's not that it's not a quick process mm -hmm. you have to give yourself time to adjust um like for me i didn't have a big there wasn't like a big like oh man my house is gone moment um for me like my family had my family went through that like they always were telling me like you're gonna it's gonna hit you yeah. one day like you're gonna just be like oh man um and so i didn't have like a like a like a huge like ah oh, moment yeah. but um there was definitely a few times where like i remember like seeing my house being gone like that didn't trigger me but i think i'm trying to think what it was that made me really but i just went all my things are gone my house is gone the place i grew up all my like photos and memories and that stuff's all gone like and that like you yeah i mean and it depresses you but like that doesn't stick around forever yeah like life's life's too hectic and busy to let you stay down for that at least mm -hmm. um like i know people go through a lot of other stuff that's like very constantly pushing them down but like like the fire is an event mm -hmm. um it's not the best event it's probably not the worst event in your life mm -hmm. um it's not a good event but again it's an event it mm -hmm. happens it happens and then it doesn't happen so like my house burned. It's not like I watched it burning for three weeks. It it happened, and then from there on, it's like okay, now your life continues. Mm -hmm. Um. So like, you you do realize things get better, but at the same time, you like, like I I I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it's a process. Let it has its ups and downs, mm -hmm. but don't worry about feeling bad, like. Oh, and here's another thing uh, I haven't talked about at all, but let yourself, like, realize that you are actually a victim of mm -hmm. a natural disaster and of a fire that made you lose stuff. Because a lot of people feel weird about, like, donations feel weird. Yeah. Um, I didn't talk about that, but donations do feel very strange, especially, like, people you personally know. Like, it feels weird being like, oh, thank you, like... Like, I remember you gave me some clothes. Right. And that, the felt, only reason that I, felt, no, that was good. Yeah. It was a good thing to, yeah. that you the did. The only reason I did it was because I'm like, oh, you wear pretty similar, similar yeah. style. And then not only that, you had similar size clothes as I. So yeah. That was, but it, it was convenient. A, it was a, it was a very thoughtful and a good donation. Cause yeah. it, I, like, it's, like I said earlier, it was in the very first couple of days. Yeah. But it's, it's weird. Cause I remember looking at that bag and being just like, like feeling weird about accepting it. Yeah. And you feel weird about accepting a lot of things like. Like, uh, at Epicenter, they had a big, like, you could go in and donate stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, I didn't want to take stuff because I was like, I don't really need it, I don't yeah. think. But it's like, that stuff's for you. Right. Like, don't don't be afraid to take stuff that was donated because it is for you. Like, it's for other people as well. But at the same time, like, you're not excluded from that group. Mm -hmm. um, like, so don't be afraid to accept help. It's not going to make you any less prideful. It doesn't. Like, nobody's like, oh, he took a donation. Like, <laughs> like it's not a big deal. Like, accept help. Um, allow yourself to to grieve and to, to like, because people want to help. Like, it's not like, like, it's not just like people were like, oh, begrudgingly, like, oh, I guess I'll give them a penny. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> like they're like, they're like, we, we want to help you. Um, so, like, let people help you, I guess. Um, let yourself ask for help because you can't do everything. Nobody can. Um, yeah, I guess that's my my main things for that. Like, yeah. and it is different again. Like I've been saying, it's different for everybody. But find find something that 
helps you feel like you again mm -hmm. i think is another thing actually um like for me that was playing video games like for my dad it's watching crime scene shows for my mom it's getting into work and actually to be fair to be frank work helped me a lot too mm -hmm. getting back into a familiar routine so like yeah that's another thing too is like find something familiar that try and get into like say you go well maybe jogging is not a good one because you're probably jogging in the area but but like <laughs> i don't know like say you like like say you like uh like racing cars or or juggling i don't know yeah. <laughs> whatever you're into yeah. like try and try and have some time to like re get your hobbies mm -hmm. back um yeah so like again for me it's playing video games but like if somebody if somebody's favorite thing to do is like like playing tennis yeah. or like or doing anything just like try and surround yourself with that again yeah because familiar things even work works actually i think helpful for for a lot of people because it's like a familiar routine you're like you're just doing the same things you're like it's like nothing ever happened yeah you can kind of like turn your mind off and go back to pre-fire and not think about it yeah um, so that's helpful too i'm glad some people were like man epicenter opened so fast but i actually really appreciated it because it let me like get back to work and it let a lot of people have a place to bring their kids too which yeah. was really nice um yeah and and for, for so for the and for the kids out there or for for the younger people or or teens um realize that you're like your parents are going through the same thing as you um that's a thing that you don't think about necessarily right away like because they like parents don't want you to know that they're feeling bad or like they're feeling sad um but like they're feeling that they still have emotions they're still humans um so be mindful of them try and like don't like try and be good to your parents <laughs> yeah. and parents be good to your kids because what you're going through and what you're stressing out about basically if you're in a family <laughs> if you feel bad just know that everybody you everybody in your family is also feeling the exact same thing because they live there too um yeah, I think that's that's probably yeah. it on that. I think I've gotten that out. Um, I think I think that's everything. So, right. Trevor, I want to say thank you um, from the bottom of my heart. I mean, I appreciate you as a human being and stuff. But uh, uh, and we've spent a lot of time together, and I, I just appreciate you being willing to open up about this. And we're really thankful about that with um, Project Phoenix, and we're hopeful that this can be therapeutic to hear for other people. Um, that are maybe experiencing some of the earlier feelings that you got to experience. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're, we're so thankful of that Trevor. Um, and we're just appreciative of you as a human being. And thank you for stopping by and yeah. speaking your, your, your two cents and your, your life experience in this crazy situation. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I, it definitely felt very nice to let things flow out. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never, I think articulated, everything that i've said today like i've had thoughts about it and thinking about things but it's it's interesting to kind of just let it flow free and talk to somebody about it <laughs> last little ps at the end of that yeah talk to people that might help uh <laughs> but yeah it was it was it was good to let things out so I'm, I'm glad i participated so thank you for having me again yeah no problem